This is Minnesota Today for Thursday, December 28th. I'm NPR News reporter Kirsty Marone. Here's our top story right now. Significant rainfall over the Christmas weekend helped put a dent in the ongoing drought conditions across Minnesota. Late December is usually a time of year when there isn't much rain and when frozen ground limits any change in drought status. But this has been far from a typical December across the region. This week's U.S. Drought Monitor shows about 85% of Minnesota as abnormally dry or informal drought status. That's down from more than 98% last week. West-central Minnesota in particular saw improvement over the past week. Minnesota will soon have a new option for petitioning a judge to remove a person's firearms if they're believed to pose a risk to themselves or others. Dana Ferguson reports. Under the law, a family member, chief law enforcement officer, city or county attorney, or a guardian could go to court to ask for an order. They would have to offer evidence of imminent risk of suicide or gun violence. Jeff Potts is executive director of the Minnesota Chiefs of Police Association. You know, it's definitely going to be a and tool that can be used to help people that are in crisis that have access to firearms and temporarily uh, separate them from those firearms. Rob Dorr with the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus says the process doesn't give a person enough opportunity to respond. Without that adversarial process, uh, it, it leaves open a wide uh, a, a wide array for somebody's rights to be infringed upon. The DFL-led legislature approved the change earlier this year. I'm Dana Ferguson. The Universities of Wisconsin Board of Regents moved yesterday to fire the longtime chancellor of UW Lacrosse. Joe Gao was fired for actions that UW officials said were, quote, abhorrent and damaging to the university's reputation. University officials did not specify those actions. But the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and other media outlets reported it's because Gao and his wife appeared in pornographic videos posted online. Gao told the newspaper that the videos had no connection to the university and fall within his free speech rights. He had previously announced plans to step down as chancellor at the end of the school year, but remain a professor. But UW officials say they plan to review his tenured status. And here's what else we're watching. State investigators say that neglect by caregivers at an assisted living facility in the Twin Cities led to a resident's death. Estelle Timar Wilcox has more. A Minnesota Department of Health investigation found that a resident at Second Horizon Living in Brooklyn Park wasn't given enough water or medication in the weeks before she died. The woman had suffered a stroke and spent 10 weeks at the facility. Her doctors had given orders for specific amounts of water, nutrients, and medication to be administered through a feeding tube. Staff interviewed by investigators said there was miscommunication about the woman's treatment plan. She died of pneumonia and other infections. The public report does not name the woman or say when she died. It does say that the facility is now reviewing medication records more frequently. Second Horizon Living did not immediately respond to request for comment. I'm Estelle Timar Wilcox. Police in Wilmer say they've identified the driver, believed to have struck and killed a pedestrian in the city on Tuesday night. The 33-year-old Wilmer man turned himself into police yesterday, after allegedly leaving the scene of the crash. He has not yet been charged. The victim of the hit-and-run was identified today as 52-year-old Jason Daniel Jarvis of Cocado. He was crossing 1st Street South at Wilmer Avenue just after 8 p.m. Tuesday when he was hit. Police say witness reports and video footage from nearby businesses helped them identify the suspect vehicle. There have been at least four fatal pedestrian crashes in Minnesota in the past week. In sports, the Wild beat the Detroit Red Wings last night 6-3. Marcus Johansson scored a pair of Wild goals. 
The Wild winning streak is at four games, seven in a row at home. They play the Jets in Winnipeg on Saturday. The Timberwolves host the Dallas Mavericks tonight. The Wolves are still in first place in the NBA's Western Conference with a record of 22-7. and The Gopher men's and women's basketball teams play again this weekend. The men host Maine Friday night. The women play fourth-ranked Iowa Saturday afternoon in Iowa City. And the Vikings host the Green Bay Packers Sunday night. Both teams have records of 7-8 and eight and are trying to stay alive in the playoff hunt. And here's a look at the weather. Tonight, mostly cloudy, lows in the 20s. Tomorrow, it'll be sunny, highs in the 30s. Tomorrow night will be mostly clear, with lows from 15 to 20 degrees in the north to 20s in the south. Saturday, mostly cloudy, with highs in the lower to mid-20s in the northwest to mid-30s in the southeast. There's a chance of snow on Sunday. That's it for Minnesota Today. I'm Kirsty Marone. Thanks for listening. If you're looking for more news or weather, you can always stream us by going to nprnews.org, download our news app, or just turn on your radio. Have a good night.